He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Hello and welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. That makes me Evan Wexel. This is a podcast where I interview my Facebook friends, and I have one of my newest Facebook friends on today. His name is Jake Johnson, and I am going to share some good news about him that we are going to talk about. But first things first, if you like what we're doing here at Socially Awkward, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Rate it. Write a five-star review. Uh, We're on Facebook and Twitter at Awkward with Evan, and the website for past episodes, awkwardwithevan.com. And I'm going to try to give you my interview with Jake uh, commercial free, uh, quote unquote. Usually in the middle of my episodes, I do a commercial or a little uh, shout out for patreon.com. I actually have a, a Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash funnyevan. Uh, that's just a website that allows you guys to support me so I can keep doing what I'm doing so I can interview amazing people like Jake Johnson or my ex-girlfriend or a Bon Jovi fan in Italy or someone I met once who's now in Armenia. These are all past episodes that I've already done for Socially Awkward, and I want to continue to check off each Facebook friend one by one until I hit them all. Uh, So let me tell you about Jake Johnson. I am actually Facebook friends with his mom. Um, Now, the connection is that uh, his mom is married to Hugh McDonald, who's the current bass player of Bon Jovi. Um, I had the privilege of actually finally meeting Kelly, the mom, uh, in Utah, where they're from, and she was trying to uh, sell her house right now, and she had a garage sale. I had just done a show at Weber State. I drove over to where she was, said hi. She gave me a bunch of Hugh's clothes and maybe some of Jake's shirts that I liked. So that's – it was good. I needed to upgrade my wardrobe, Uh, but – I wanted to talk to Jake because I knew he was a talented guy, and I just found out that he is going to be opening for Bon Jovi February 18th, Bridgestone Arena, Nashville, Tennessee. There was a contest for opening bands. He won it on his merit and his talent, and I am very excited for him, and I'm even more excited that he was willing to talk to me. Um, but we we go through the gamut of everything. Um, I was I was really excited. You'll hear I'm, I'm kind of like all over the place in the beginning because I'm just psyched to be talking to him. Um, we talk about, uh, you know, Nashville. We talk about his band, favorite Bon Jovi songs, his own music, how he found music, his musical influences, why people should buy his mom and dad's house because it's currently for sale in Utah. So if you got some dough and want to live in Utah near Park City, buy the house. Um, And then we also talk about just random Facebook stuff and also how um, there are other Jake Johnsons out there. And we we try to plan for him to be the only one standing in the end. Um, So without further ado, this is of the Jake Johnson band. This is my talk with Jake Johnson. Guys, welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Uh, my guest this episode is one of my newest Facebook friends. 
And since he has some good news to share with you guys, um, actually, let me, Jake, let me just say right now, is it February 18th? Is this the date? That's right. All right. This gentleman is taking his band to Bridgestone Arena, Nashville, Tennessee, February 18th to open for Bon Jovi. He won. He was chosen by Live Nation to take that city down on February 18th. So first off, congratulations, Jake. Welcome. Thank you very much. Well, welcome, to, welcome to the big arenas, I guess. Um, how did you find out? Did like Live Nation tell you? Did the band call you? Uh, um, I was, I was um, notified by Live Nation. Um, they were great. And then, you know, um, some Bon Jovi people were telling me what was going on. But it was mostly ran through Live Nation because they handle it all. Bon Jovi, they just kind of chose the final 10 and they picked out from that, the shortened list of people after Live Nation did their thing. Well, that's awesome. Um, now, did you did you submit the I Will Go video? Is that the one or? That's it. Yeah, that, that was the one. Um, and as you see, it has um, Doug Aldridge from White Snake. Oh, cool. Um, and Eric Munoz, who was my drummer in Utah. Um and Joel Pack, my producer, and he's the madman with the tambourine. Cool man. And uh, see who else is in it. And then Hugh, right? And me. Right. So yeah. Right. Because because really fu- awesome. fun fact, obviously, uh, your your mom is is Kelly McDonald, married to Hugh McDonald, the bassist, the bass player of of Bon Jovi. Um, the thing though is. I'll dispel this right now. I mean, obviously, you have some uh, indirect blood connection to the band, but you got skills. I got to say that you are extremely talented, and you also have a great wardrobe because as your mom is one of my, my other Facebook friends, uh, I got to meet her when I did a gig at Weber State. Weber State, apologies. Weber State in Ogden, and uh, I headed over to Colville, and I don't know if you can see this. I have this shirt. Was this yours? Your mom was trying to basically sell all her stuff. And, that's uh, Huey's. That's, that's a Bon Jovi shirt. Oh, it is? Okay. It looks like, it looks it's, like it's, very, it's very slim on me. So I haven't worn it yet. I'm waiting. Well, now, this was – I don't know if we have this in common. She, this is a, a garage show. She's trying – basically, this podcast is probably just going to be an ending up to like pitch a way to sell your, your parents' house. Uh, in Utah. So we're going to, yeah. So first, yeah, just like a quick word right now, just why should people buy the house that is trying to be sold in Utah right now? What, is, what is great about that house? It's ginormous and awesome. It's, <laughs> it's great. If you know, there's a lot of people that love Utah for the skiing, the, the environment, um, the art, all the Sundance stuff. Um, and it's great cause it, it, you're 15 minutes away from park city. Yep. And it's a great community. I went to school there in Colville, Utah, and it's a wonderful community. Everyone there is very nice. Everyone knows each other. Everyone's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a small town, you know, and it's, you know, a lot of football and fairs. You know, it's like it's like the cookie cutter small town USA. Everyone knows each other. The only thing I wish Colville had was a diner. Other than that, it's great. Right. But, I haven't seen much there, but I did get to walk no. through the streets and it's very small town feel. Um, I'll yeah, show well, you. We have a subway, so it's okay. Yeah, everything. Subway is fine. Subway, subway is legit. Now, this was one other thing that I, I asked your your mom to give me. Do you do you recognize these? These are autographs. Uh, Jeff yes. Hardy, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, when I was little, I went through a wrestling phase. Okay, I I am still in that phase. So 
uh, I hooked that up. I was like, she took out, you made this lovely frame to go around it. I so, did. Yeah. So do you have, are those your favorites? Were your favorite wrestling fans, uh, fan of, yeah, Jeff when Hardy? I was little, I liked weird wrestlers, you know, like monster guys or scary guys, like yeah. classic, like masked Mexican wrestlers. I thought that was kind of cool. But now, you know, every, every little phase, you know, comes and goes. Um, my big thing is I collect horror movie memorabilia. Oh, wow. I love horror movies and kiss and stuff like that. I was into star Wars for a little while, but last year, but I just, I liked horror movies better and I sold my star Wars collection and stuff. So, I mean, when, as soon as you showed people your star Wars collection, they would be like, Oh my God, this guy's a nerd. <laughs> Um, so now with, with Kiss being a, was Kiss like a musical influence for you or were there other, oh my God, yes. Yeah. Do you have like favorite albums or songs or. That's a good one. Um, Destroyer has, is the most powerful album. I love the attitude from that. I love the, the, um, their, um, the first album they ever did, you know, just titled Kiss. That was great. Um, you know, I love all their stuff really. And like Hotter Than Hell is great. It's they're just awesome it's kiss and are, have you seen them live many times oh my god I, and are there other other bands you've enjoyed seeing live that have like helped influence you to be the official um, jake johnson yeah i mean like alice cooper okay i was i, mean, I love alice i mean i was a zombie for alice cooper <laughs> vegas um i've also seen um the stones eric clapton the who bruce springsteen bon jovi geez i wonder how i got that yeah um um, a bunch of other people, you know, but uh, my most recent concert experience was Ghost, and they are awesome live. What genre are they? It's I would just say hard rock. Okay. They sound like classic metal. They have like this gimmick where they're all like, like dressed to have like, like these like chrome devil masks, and the lead singer is a skeleton pope, totally evil. But I mean, the music sounds like Black Sabbath, Blue Oyster Cult, Alice Cooper, Kiss, and I'm like, wow, these guys are great. That's why I'd like them, just because of their music. If they if they were just screaming death metal, I would pass, but their music is melodic, classic hard rock. It's awesome. It is awesome. When did you be- go from music listener to music player? Like, Was it because the guitars were always around the house, or did you see Kiss and it made you want to play? Like, Where did it come from? Well, it's a weird story. It all started with my love for horror films. I loved horror movies. Yeah. And when I saw Kiss, I remember the I I remember it like the visually. I remember holding a Frankenstein toy in one hand and a Kiss album in the other. And I'm like, oh my god, who's Kiss? These guys are awesome looking. Like you know, there's a space guy, a cat guy, a monster guy, guy with a star. Like who is who are these guys? And it just happened. That was when I was like four years old, like five, four years old. And then um, when I was seven, I started playing guitar after I saw ACDC live at Donington. Oh, wow. And wh- how old were you? I was maybe eight, I think, something oh, wow. like that. Yeah, I was young. I was so you, really little. So you already have the skills. Like, where were you? Like, when you were starting to go up on stage, were you going up on stage in Utah? Or were you, like, traveling Salt Lake City? Or um... My first couple gigs, they were in Park City. Um we had, we had a little a cover band put together, mm-hmm. me and a couple other guys my age, and we had a buddy of ours who we paid to basically help us out and get started, you know, learn the typical cover songs and just be like a band coach. Yeah. And um, we just started playing like pizza parlors in Park City, and then the band broke up, and then we, and I started doing my own solo stuff, 
and then I build, and then I put another band together, and so on and so forth. It was, you know. Okay. So I, I, it started in Utah, and then um, I just branched out. I would just jam with people everywhere, just little places, you know. It was cool. And sometimes, like, you you were, like, sometimes playing, like, side, like, guitar player, or sometimes you're usually always, like, the front man, or were you flexible, staying in the same same role, or how was it coming up? My first show, I was always a front guy. I was always a lead singer, lead yeah. guitar player. The first um, um, hired gun side guy gig was when I played for the band... Uh, it was a it was bad medicine in yeah. New Jersey with Steve Sage and um, I had Facebook friends with him as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We did we did a cover show. I was doing I was just hired to be the guitar player and they loved it because I was I was so inspired by Richie. I really you know it was really fun to nail all the solos and just get the get the parts right with Richie because he has so much soul in his playing. It was really a challenge and I loved it. And then I've been playing with Megan Ruger here in nashville on like broadway we just went to north carolina for the tanning expo and i was wow. her guitar player so i keep it pretty flexible but um i just focus on my career that's number one that's sure. priority always with everything in my life no sure. matter what i i do have to tell you i think i was at bad medicine's first ever show on long islands probably like 15 years ago so that nice. was way back when. I, I guess I just have to ask: Do you have, do you have a favorite Bon Jovi song or a favorite song they like to you like to hear them play live? Oh damn, that's a good one. Because no, I'm friends with a lot of musicians, right. obviously. So and I even though I'm like friends with Alice Cooper and all the, and like John Five, all these great guitar players and musicians, I still consider myself a fan, right. even to Bon Jovi. Like I listen to Bon Jovi all the time. It's not just like, oh, Dad, you, yeah. and, your, you and your Garage Band, you know. No it's, like, <laughs> no, it's like legit. I love listening to Bon Jovi, but my favorite—that's a good one, man. Or um, make a mix CD. Like, give me a, a Spotify Jake Johnson oh, playlist of like. I love Blood on Blood because of the intro. Yes, those drums and the and the guitar slide. I thought that was so badass. That's dope. Yeah. And then I also love Dry County because of the guitar solo. Yes. Um, I like a lot of the B stuff. I love the hits like "Living on a Prayer" and sure. "Bad Name." But whenever I hear stuff like, um, I like "One Wild Night," "Captain Crash," "Blood on Blood," "Raise Your Hands." Yeah, it's, it's great. Like, it's like the stuff there. Like, because every album I found, even like in the last ten years, there's always been like hidden jewels that maybe you're lucky you'll hear live for that tour, but you may yeah. not hear it. Like for me, it was like the distance was big for me. Uh, Love's the Only Rule uh, Even I Am I'm not sure what album that was But yeah, they're all they're just, There's so much volume there And I think that's, that's the cool thing Because they were showing a video of another person That I think is opening for him Maybe in North Carolina And he yes. said, the guy said I don't know if you saw the video He said, this is definitely going to be my best show so far And then they had John on video And he's like, so far That's, what you, that's the important part Like how are you approaching, like, obviously this will be the biggest venue you'll end up doing uh, yet, but how do you approach playing in front of a packed house? Yeah, how I saw it was, is the same way I'm going to handle it, how we did Kiss Cruise. With the Kiss Cruise, mm -hmm. we, did, we, we did Kiss Cruise, and then um, we didn't follow it up. We had nothing to follow it. 
So right. I'm like, okay, how are we going to follow it now? So right now I'm trying to figure out a game plan. I'm trying to find people to work with. I'm trying to figure out a plan to release material and sure. release hopefully music videos and shows and possibly a tour. I don't know. So my thing right now is just trying to figure out a game plan because, and then if no one, and then if no one, if everyone just says, eh, whatever, I don't really want to work with you or whatever, right. I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to do it. Just book my own tour, book my own shows, and release the album on my own and see what happens. It's like spaghetti. Just throw out the wall and yeah. see if it sticks. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I do. I mean, myself, uh, I mean, I'm a comedian that travels around with a guitar. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a do-it-yourselfer, definitely. Um, tell me about your band, I guess, Andy Gibson, Drew Lambert, Cody Waggett, is it? Waggett? Yep. What, tell, Waggett, me about, yeah. tell me about those guys as players. Like, how would you describe them, or, or do they remind you of other musicians in the, in the Jake Johnson band? Well, there was a lot of um, things to look out for as far as just playing goes. Right. Um, with the guitar stuff, there's a lot of blues influence, as you can tell. There's a lot of, like, Clapton influence, vibrato, mm -hmm. with attitude. So it's like Jimmy Page. A lot of just aggressive chords and playing and blues style. So that was one thing I looked out for. And Andy was on it, man. Like, like we, we, we hung out, and it was great. And he was telling me, oh, you love Clapton and Jeff Beck. And I was like, oh, man, this is great. <laughs> this guy, he's got the job, and he just plays like these guys. It's fantastic. And then Drew, again, with, with Hugh playing on bass, I played bass on a couple tracks. And Tristan Hadley, played, you know, he played bass on a couple songs. Um, there's a line of a lot of bass lines and with Hugh and Tristan they're fantastic bass players so you really have you know there's a there's those are big shoes to fill yeah so saying hey play like Hugh McDonald from Bon Jovi is like it's like saying make a pile of water because it's such a hard task he's so I mean it's Hugh he's awesome and Tristan's awesome yeah he's um, Hugh seems seamless just as a way like he's like you can always depend on him on stage you know even like he highlights obviously the keep the faith intro all Hugh. Uh, yeah. But it's like, you definitely like, if you surround yourself with great musicians, it's obviously going to be a great mixture of, of the final product. Yeah. And then Cody, you know, all, every single song we recorded was with Eric Munoz on drums. Who's like the Latin John Bonham. He's a heavy hitter. <laughs> There's little Tico fills. In there. So I'm like, wow. That's cool. Like he drum, like the best way I could describe, um, Eric's drumming is like off the, um, in these arms track. If you, yeah. listen, if you listen to the drum track, there's a lot of like little hi hat twists and fills and little little yeah. riffs that Tico does. And if you listen to all my recordings, Eric is like Tico, but with like a lot of John Bonham, like that aggressive, sloppy style playing that's just so awesome and rad. And it's like just on point. It's like that just it looks you know plays like animal and just keeps it all together and it's on beat it's perfect it's like oh my god like are you sure you don't you know it's like it's like oh my god we chose the perfect guy to record and cody that that was his job i said dude you really have to capture this and the more and more we played he's been really capturing it but and he's um he's not he's he's a different drummer than eric but mm -hmm. he brings it's cool to hear his take on eric's fills because it's like um He's so, he's you know he he's his aggression is building more and more as a drummer. The more we start rehearsing and practicing together, and he plays kind of like that cheap trick style of playing that's very right. like you know aggressive and like Dave Grohl and stuff. So it's awesome to hear his take on it, and it's it sounds fantastic, and and everyone's voices are fantastic. Because of Joel Pack's harmonies, that was a big role to fill. 
Okay. Joel's voice is just awesome. So I was that that was the one I was I was worried about the most was harmonies, but every day they're getting better and better and better and better and better. And it's like, oh my god, these guys were perfect. Like the the universe could not have aligned better. <laughs> That's awesome. Of the stuff you've already recorded, like is there is there stuff available for people like on iTunes of yours or so they can come in, you know, fully memorized with their lyrics. So when you oh, guys open up, they'll be on. Playing. Yeah, there's um, there's actually an EP out right now. It's on iTunes and a bunch of other um, listening websites and okay. MP3 distribution sites. Um, just look up the hashtag. Who the hell is Jake Johnson? And you can find the um, EP. Uh, it's just a black. It's like a, it's like a black cover. That says who the hell is Jake Johnson? Yeah. Very simple. Um, right now there's a bunch of material. Um, I have a full album's worth more than likely it's going to be an EP, right? Cause that's kind of the thing now is EPs and singles and stuff. So, um, I'd love to release some material, man. I, I would love to release more stuff, but you know, um, I want to do it right. I want to do it with the right people with the right technique and just, you know, yeah, gotta play it safe. So, but with this Bon Jovi show, that's going to open a lot of doors. So it's like, Hey, while I have your attention still look what we're doing now. Yeah, and I would definitely like obviously bring stacks of EPs to the arena uh, for the merch. Definitely. Um, what else? are you excited now? This is not so much music questions. Are you excited to now that as more and more people will hear about you, that you'll be able to now correct more people that you are not Jack Johnson? Oh my happen? God! Yes. <laughs> There's also a Jake Johnson that's in like New Girl. That's right. I was going to bring up Jake Johnson. He was so in Let's Be Cops. if I ever get a chance to meet him, I'm just going to hand him a sword and say, fight to the death. There can be only one. I know. I Just a heads up, his Twitter account does have the blue check mark. So you're going to have to fight over that for him. Okay. So just be on the lookout. But Jake Johnson is like seriously the most common name in the English language. It's so common. So it's like, all right, there can be only one. Only one alpha. But there's only one who the hell is Jake Johnson. So that's exactly that's what matters. Uh, cool. And fight and fate uh, feedback on Facebook's been good. Everyone's been like amped, soaked. It's been great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Everyone's been saying congratulations. Like, wow, I've waited to you know, that's so cool. Jake's been wanting to do this for a long time. That's yeah. so cool. Um, there's been a couple of people that have said like, oh, that's a no brainer. It's Hughes kid. You know, like, no, no, it's, it's, you know, Hughes kid. He just had to hand it to him. It's like, people need to realize that, you know, my, the only thing that I had to my advantage was n- just knowing about it. I, I emailed as soon as it was announced with the tour, not the contest of the tour. I emailed John and said, Hey, is it a possibility? And then he told me, Hey, it's an opening act contest, but it's a contest. So it's, yeah, you got to prove yourself. And I was like, that's I get it. That's totally fair. I mean, Bon Jovi. There's no. There's no gifts. There's no golden ticket. There's no, no. free ride. It's you gotta. You gotta hustle. You gotta earn it. And you gotta prove yourself. And it's taken me years of gigs, playing, practice, just everything to get it together. And it's like finally, and it's yeah. great. So that was that was the only thing I had going for me was just knowing, like John telling me ahead of time. But that was it. Right. Everything I'm- else I had to. Yeah, I think even I think even I submitted for like the San Diego date. But I mean, again, I'm a solo acoustic comedian guitar player that may not uh, fit in line with what they're looking for. But the thing is, like, if people watch you or watch videos of you, they can tell probably within 10 seconds that you have like the the composure and the beingness of someone that knows what they're doing. So I think that's something that really shines out just if they watch videos of you like they know you're the real deal. And, uh, you know, and also I'll tell you, just as my advice to you is like, you know what? My brother-in-law says to me, when you shine a lot of light, 
you attract a lot of mosquitoes. So, you know, yep. that stuff will come along the way, but you'll know to, to handle it accordingly. And, uh, you know, I think that's something uh, the headlining band is good at, uh, keeping their, their inner circle tight. So, uh, you know, you just kind of, you know, keep the mosquitoes away and you'll be, you'll be good to go. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm prepared. It's just, you know what, the best thing I've realized for hate comments is just turning off your phone. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just move along. And, every, every, and again, it's the internet. Everyone has an opinion about everything. Right. I will tell you that, uh, just to go back to wrestling, my, my kid who's now four and a half when he was two, he went viral for uh, naming the wrestlers and their theme music instantaneously. So uh, I could send you video links, but I'll get YouTube comments like every day saying, dude, man, this is fake. Uh, I want to punch this kid. And I'm like, dude, you're talking about a two-year-old. So you know what? It's, it's the way of the world. It's the way of the internet. But, you know, there's a lot of good with the internet too. So uh, hence, you know, you won the contest. So, so I think Nashville will be lucky to have you. And uh, th- your mom was telling the story. Is it you moved? When did you move from Utah to Nashville? November, early November. And and she said, was there a time you looked at Bridgestone and you were like, I'm going to play that one day? Yeah, and it was even like I did the same thing for Titan Stadium, Yeah, which is right down the road. Right. Um, I just said, like, it's going to happen. If it takes me three days or right. three decades, I'm going to do it. Uh, you know? Yeah. And it's insane how fast it's happened. It's like, <laughs> this is... This is like unheard of. This is like the universe heard yep. what I had to say. And it's like, this is, this, this is like that fairy tale Hollywood movie dream story of the hustle and that one big shot, that chance. But yeah. it's like, this is so soon. It's like, I did not expect it at all. And my drummer, Cody, he told me, Hey, you, um, you know, I told my mom, um, when I moved to Nashville, I said, "Mom, in five years, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Bridgestone." Yeah. And he did it in five and a half. <laughs> wow. I was like, "Oh, so close!" But again, he. We. I remember one night we were walking out. I was watching him play somewhere, and I was helping him with his gear. We were walking out. It's all foggy, and all I can see is Bridgestone Arena coming through the fog. It's just the logo, the light. Yeah. I said, "We're gonna play there." And I, will, gonna play there. and I will only We're buy Bridgestone tires after this point. So exactly, <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, I, 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 just, I have a feeling I, I, we will play there. If it's the last thing I ever do, we're gonna yeah. play there. Yeah, I don't care if we're headlining or opening. I don't care. We're we're gonna be playing there. That's awesome. It's gonna happen. Cool, man. I guess uh, before I let you go, um, since we are we're we're new Facebook friends, we've been Facebook friends for a day. Um, obviously, I interview a different Facebook friend every episode, and they come from all walks of life. So I always like to give you you the option. Do you have any questions for me, as as your new buddy on the intro webs? Any anything you care to ask? <laughs> that's a good question, man. Like whenever I meet people on Facebook, I'm always like, "What's your story? What's yeah. like? What what's your?" stick like what's like what's your what 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 do you expect to see what am i going to expect to see from you on facebook you know but as a comedian man i just have to say it's like that's it as a comedian like i've seen how difficult it is for comedians because it's the same thing with musicians where um you know, it's you know, it's kind of like owning a pickup truck. Every time someone wants to move, they're going to call you. Yeah. Same thing if there's like a gig, like, oh, can you do my wedding? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do that? And it's like, 
okay, is it going to be a paying gig? They go, oh, no, it's just for exposure. It's like, yeah, exposure. wedding isn't exactly exposure. And so you have to be on the ball all the time. Yeah. I mean, do you consider it worse as a, a comedian well, of just that you have to be on the ball 24 7? No well, matter what? I'll, I'll give you some back shtick about me first. Like, I mean, I, okay. I, 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 when I was in college, I was told to take up a new hobby for one of my child development classes, which was my major. And I was like, I always want to cover Bon Jovi songs. So I took eight weeks of lessons. And then printed up tabs after that. And then a year after college, I started putting two and two together. Didn't really know what I was doing with life. So I started playing funny songs with the handful of open chords that I knew. Um, so now that I've been just continually doing that, um, it's it's a do-it-yourself mentality. I mean, I hit, hit up a lot of colleges mostly or, or high school grad parties or, or private gigs or whatever. And I, I constantly just have to let people know about me. I mean – if they're going to come back at me and say like, yeah, well, this is for free, but it's a contest. I'm like, well, I could host the contest. They're like, no, it's for free. I'm like, okay, bye, Felicia. We're good. Um, so I'm always, it's always a hustle. I mean, you know, you know what you're worth and I've been to 46 States myself. So I'm like, I've done it enough and I'm always flexible with, you know, whatever people can, can do for, for the, depending on the gig. But you know, it, it's, it's a grind. There's the, it's like, there's the business side of it. And then there's also like the performing side of it. So I think the key is to like balance the business side, but also leave balance for this is what I want to write a a new song about, or this is what I want to try out on stage. So that's maybe the biggest struggle maybe with being a comedian, especially as like doing your own thing. Like while I have an agent for a few things, um, most of the time it's just me being my own agent, but also like writing my own stuff. So that, that's the main challenge probably is just the balance of it all. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And there's also a lot of that um, – you have to push yourself constantly. There's like this little gray area where it's like between, okay, you're getting annoying with how many times you're doing plugs for yourself right. and you're not saying it enough. There's like that tiny, tiny gray area. It takes like one time to make people annoyed. And that's <laughs> the problem is that we live in a day and age where we require constant entertainment. Right. And I'm not a hypocrite. I'm being, I'm a hypocrite. Like I, I am constantly needing something. I can't just sit there. Right. I have to have my phone. I have to have a TV music, something. I sometimes all three going like I have to be on, you know, I, I have to have entertainment and it's an entertainment addiction. So that being said, people are, I guess I could say programmed and like people just want constant entertainment. So yeah. now as musicians, you have to plug and con- you know, constantly. Right. Like same thing after we did kiss cruise, we didn't follow it up with anything. True. So it's like, what now? What do we do? What's, what's next? And that's why I, with this Bon Jovi show, I have less time with notice. Right. And I'm, now it's like time to create a plan where with kiss cruise, we had months in, or I guess like a month or two months in advance where this one we have, two weeks so it's like okay what do we do yeah i mean that's the thing as i mean we're artists we're creators so we always have to like create the next thing like i was on stage of america's got talent and i was thinking like do that set make it i'm set everyone else is going to carry me the rest of the way and then like when you find out it doesn't even like make it to air or i had someone who made it to like the top 25 and then he like gets voted off then it's like it could stop right there or you can take that and always like use that as like the hook of what the next thing is. So yeah. Yeah. 
or um, yeah, or if like say I, I I popped up on the Goldbergs on ABC, just like not uncredited, no lines, but you saw me plain and center. Uh, so you know, I can always tell people, dude, I was on the Goldbergs, I was on this and that. Like if you take that credit with you to let people know that there's more for you to do and there's more that you want to do. So yeah, constant create. Yeah, it's it's crazy how. Um to an extent you almost can't you know like you can get away with it to an extent but now that we, we're in a day and age where it's like everyone has a, a million textbooks on their phone so they can right. look up and say oh you're full of crap man like uh, it's, it's like no i was on there i swear yeah you know, like I, I did that no it's like really it's like <laughs> i was there so now it's like that's what's crazy now with the internet you really have to like prove like no seriously look i was there yeah yeah i was i was on it I also know that like when you contact enough people and when I start to get uh, like if people say like, don't contact me again about a show, I'm like, good. I know I'm contacting enough people. If I hit the people that are saying, stop it, then you know you're doing enough work. So exactly. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. Well, yeah. Thanks for taking the time. What give us give us stay on the line. But uh, what are some links for people to check you out before February 18? My website is officialjakejohnson.com. Yep. My Facebook is facebook.com forward slash official Jake Johnson. My Instagram is official Jake Johnson. My, and then my Snapchat and Twitter usernames are official Jake J. So and it, if you want to find me anywhere, just official Jake Johnson. That's, that's just what you got to look up. And then you can use the hashtag who the hell is Jake Johnson. That's a good way to find me as well. So those are my major links. Awesome. Cool. And I will be wearing your death metal shirt. I think it's in the laundry, uh, but oh, I have awesome. your, it's an amazing shirt. I like, I don't care what size this is. I'll try to take a photo of it and like put it in the promotion for the episode. Uh, just, amazing. So. but, uh, yeah, cool. Well, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to it, uh, from afar. Maybe it'll, maybe a show that's streamed or something, but, uh, yeah, congrats, man. And, uh, yeah, keep on rocking. Thanks dude. Appreciate it. All right. See ya. All right, guys, hope you dug my talk with Jake Johnson. If you're in Tennessee, please make the trip February 18th to see him open for Bon Jovi. It'll be a great time. Check him out on iTunes as well. Now we are going to come back next episode, different Facebook friend. Um, if you liked what I did, again, patreon.com slash funny Evan is the way to support. It's a recurring uh, donation structure. So even a dollar a month, if you want to throw a dollar a month to the podcast, it, it, it does a lot. $3 a month, I'll even make you give you a certificate to my awkward army. $5 a month, I'll give you an Evan Wexel cell phone wallet. I have a bunch of tiers at patreon.com slash funny Evan. So you can see uh, what you can do. And then I'll give you some stuff for what you did. Um, it goes all the way up to title sponsorship. So if you want to title sponsor my podcast, it can be done and I will honor you appropriately. Um, if you want to check out more past episodes of this podcast, awkwardwithevan.com. Facebook and Twitter at Awkward with Evan. And please subscribe to the podcast, write a review, rate it five stars. Uh, in the meantime, guys, throw on some Bon Jovi, throw on some Jake Johnson. And thanks for checking out Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. 
see you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Wexel.